oppositions. I am Mrs. Adiola Mabukunjel Dejobi, coming to you today from the reward, the fruitful vine reward of fruitfulness, overcoming oppositions. We're going to worship before we continue. Touch me with your hands, Jesus. Touch me with your hands, Jesus. Lord, don't let me go. The same way I came. Touch me with your hands. Jesus, touch me with your hands. Jesus, touch me with your hands. Jesus, Lord, don't let me go. The same way I came. Touch me with your hands, Jesus. Touch me with your hands, Jesus. Touch me with your hands, Jesus. Oh, The same way I came, touch me with your hands, Jesus, do something new in my life, something new in my life, something new. Something new in my life, Father, you in my life. Something new in my life, Jesus. Do something powerful in my life. Something powerful in my life. Something powerful in my life, Jesus. Do something powerful in my life, Father. Powerful in my life, something powerful in my life, Jesus. Bye. Bound, wadam wapada, fuwa o, bo, 
Jesus. And as I begin to minister your word to your people today, Father, let lives be changed in the mighty name of Jesus. And every prayer we shall pray today, we pray it shall change people's life around in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining. I see everyone that is joining. I hope you are having a fun-filled day with your snow day. I know some of the families will be going out with the kids to have a fun time in the snow. And I know that we're going to be posting this after this. The book of Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 69 says, So we built the wall. And the entire world was joined together up to the half its height. But the people had a mind to work. Verse 7 says, Now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, and the Arabs, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites, heard the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and a gaps were beginning to be closed that it became very angry. Verse 8 says, And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and confusion and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to God. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Every day 
of our life as we grow up in our daily life. It's a process of building. We start from baby steps and we continue to grow. However, there are different ways in life that opposition makes itself visible. There are some people that every day of their life, they live their life struggling consistently to make it in life. And yet they can't just understand it. And in as much as they keep striving to do great things, to grow well, to achieve so many things, there are just these obstacles. What is opposition? Opposition are constant situations and constant things that comes against your person against the works of your ends, against your achievements in life. Things that constantly stand against you that just wants to stop you at all costs from doing great things in life. And in as much as these oppositions are totally unfair, we have to stand up to them as Christians. However, we need to understand that to overcome oppositions in life, you must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You must understand that you are created in this world by God. This world you are placed on earth by God. You must learn to understand that without looking into the scriptures and taking your situations every kind of opposition to come through in life to God, you cannot win in this race of life and overcome oppositions. Some people, their opposition is failure, constant failure, constant failure, educationally, career-wise, business-wise, maritally, they just consent. Things just, just does not seem to work out for them. And they don't pay attention that they have to stick to Christ Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he has given his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And in the book of John, it also says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and 
its righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you every other thing shall be added unto you e.g. excellence but to overcome opposition how do we overcome opposition we must learn to go back to God in communication communing with God reading your Bible sorting the scriptures to understand what the Bible says concerning your situation watch and pray you must watch and pray you must watch and pray day and night they said they prayed in verse 8 and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion oppositions can create confusion in your life you, be, you start to look like you don't know what you are doing you start to look like you are lost in the midst of a round circle opposition is a circle that you keep rolling in and is consistent circle you are rolling in the same cycle over and over again and it just seems like it's not coming to an end you don't seem to know where you are going you are totally lost in the midst of the confusion I remember when I was growing up I couldn't understand anything I could not understand anything but one thing that was paramount to me while I was growing up is that Lord God if I as a little girl I I would pray I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll pray to God that God if I can just if you can just change my life and change my story and people stop calling me names that are not mine I was called names like failure the total name I was called growing up as a child was failure but then I continue to look at myself in the mirror I'll say I will go to the mirror and cry and say I'm not a failure but there was only one thing that people see in this girl that they called failure or lodo is that she was such a beauty and that's the first thing people also saw about me so I consulted God and said God if only you can change my story from failure change my name that people call me from failure if I'm this beautiful and people can always say that I'm beautiful then I'm surely equally intelligent opposition can be in forms of family members the devil can use your family members against you to bring your person down your personality caregivers they can tell people can continue to tell you you can't achieve things that you dream that you are going to achieve it's a steady attack against your person because the devil the enemy place people around you that can see the glory of God in you that this person is going to do great in life and they continue consistently continuously attack that person 
But you cannot give up. You must go to God in prayer. Understanding that prayer is the master key. Prayer is the only thing that can turn your story around as an individual. You must be ready to wage a war against your oppositions. You must be ready to stand up against your oppositions. You must stand consistently vigilant. Yes, you know they are there. The first thing we want to ask God to do for you in your life is God direction. How do you overcome opposition? You need a direction. You need God. You need Jesus. You need to be consistent with Jesus. Even in the face of mockery. I was somebody that consistently faced opposition in every areas of my life. And I refused to give up on it. I refused to. Everywhere I turned to, there was opposition everywhere. People opposed me. They attacked my person. Everywhere as pretty and beautiful as I was recognized to be, even from my young age, it was constant opposition. But I refused to give up. And I went to God to direct my path. And there was one thing God said to me. He took me to the scriptures and said, I am God. Walk with me and be thou perfect. Walk with God. Sought his face. This book of the Lord shall not depart from the mouth. Joshua 1 verse 8. But you shall meditate in daring. You are constantly sorting the scriptures. At the same time, you are taking steps of the directions the Lord has showed you. At a point, I began to stand up to people when the opposition came. When opposition arises against me, most especially educationally. Everywhere I go and I say, oh, you failure, you failure. Until I went, I one day got... The first time somebody told me I was brilliant was when I was in primary five. All my life I've been told, Olodo, Olodo, failure, failure, failure was everywhere you go, failure. Failure was my name. Failure was my name then. Failure. Failure, Olodo, Aridi. Failure, imbecile. That was the name I was called. That was everywhere I went to. Oh, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this talking? Oh, who is this talking? Oh, this. Oh. Olodo Aniti. And I constantly will go to the mirror and say, Adiola, if nobody tells you you are brilliant, you are brilliant. Adiola, if nobody told you you are intelligent, you are intelligent. The way I walked, was a problem for people. I will be walking on the street and people will be shouting, baby Allah, baby Allah, um, that is um, something that has no breath in it. 
from today as you sought the face of the lord i decree and declare in the mighty name of jesus everywhere you have been called the name of a non-living thing that it would that it's following you everywhere you go and you consciously face opposition the lord will erase it off your life in the mighty name of jesus refuse the opposition refuse it because in the beginning it was not so that's what bible says no matter how steady it the, the opposition continues you must refuse it after sorting the book of the law the bible meditating in it you sit with it and translate it to your to your person I remember Psalms 25 became my song unto thee o lord do i lift up my voice unto thee o lord do i lift up my voice oh my god i trust in you let me not be ashamed let not my enemies triumph over me you were the same person that people say keep quiet there They are the same person that when you walk in people just want to attack your individuality your person And all of them conspired verse 8 Nehemiah 4 We are in Nehemiah chapter 4 We are doing verse 6 to 9 today In verse 8 says and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion oppositions are a conspiracy from the pit of hell that specific individuals are selected by evil to us not because they really want to do it against you but the devil is working through them to attack that person that's your person you will recognize it you will see you will know it but you will not fail and fall for it and the older i get then god began to change my story remember everyone in my father's household did their common interest three times so everybody were hoping that i was going to do mine five times five times this olodo girl would do common entrance five times and i remember my teacher then mrs olajide and mrs basi i met them at anglican central school in primary five and that was the first time in my entire life somebody looked at me and told me This girl, you are a very brilliant girl. At primary five, tell your daddy to get you the common entrance. I believe in you. You're gonna do well. Praise the Lord. And I began to pray to God. God, don't let me disappoint. I, I was a favorite. I was a daddy's girl. My dad loved me regardless of what anybody thought about me. But then, as that young age. 
I was seeking Christ everywhere just for God to take away failure from my life and stop oppositions. This is a series. We're going to be going on on this series for a while, for a long time. And God did it. God changed the story of this girl, this failure. Into a brilliant girl. And that got this permanent entrance. I got to the corner. My dad sat with me and taught me. He taught me from the book of the key to success. In the journey of life against opposition, you need thorough preparations also. You have to be prepared because the devil, your enemy, is running through and through the earth looking for whom to devour. You will not let your opposition overpower you. You will determine that you will not fail in life. You will determine that against all these confusions, because of this constant opposition that you are continuously going through, you will win in this race of life. It's in the scriptures. In the name of Jesus, every opposition against your life, against your person, Father God of heaven will turn it around. Father God will turn it around in the mighty name of Jesus. And I wrote the common entrance at Primary 5. Yes, and I For the first time around, I did it. Remember, this was a girl that doesn't know anything. And the truth is that there's nothing you put in front of me then that I understood. And I began to ask God to open up. And somebody came to say, Let's go, let's go to Babalawo so that they can put something in her brain so that her brain can be working. My father said, no, no, my daughter will do great in life. When they put something in her head to do well, then she will run mad. She won't do well in life anymore. No, my daughter, God will change my daughter's story. My dad believed in me. In God and in God also. They will call me to the corner and say, I know. You know, don't worry, don't mind everybody. You will do great in life. God bless my dad in his grave. I passed and then they said the common entrance result was out. I went there, I couldn't find my name. And then Senior Mafemi Macaulay, very that was the first time I met him before I got to that school. Very tall man. I got there, I said, Uncle, 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 tall uncle. I can't find my name. I started crying. I said, Baby, it's little girl, what's your name? Senior Femi Macaulay, that was the first time I met him. I didn't even know he was the senior prefect then. I said, Bada, Bada, me, Rolu, call me, me, Rolu, call me. I'm a day, kill a rukwe, one more day, kill a rukwe. I said, Adiola, Adiola, Mabo, Kunje. I said, One more day, one look way first, but Rukwe, and you're looking. The failure became first place. And I ran from.
from Okinla Anglican Grammar School. I started running back to the central school, to my teachers, the two teachers that believed in me, said I came first. I came first for the first time in my life. I came first now. In the whole of that common entrance that we all did, that was a national exam. I came first. Since that day, my mentality about myself changed. And I remembered the story of Jabez. God blessed Jabez. And he changed the story of Jabez. But it was far from over. The oppositions are consistent in your life. Oppositions of confusion. I started school. My dad did everything for me. I'm going to leave it here for now. There are some journey in life you have to walk through for your breakthrough to come true for you. You might have been called failure. You might have been called confused. You might have been called stagnated. But the God of heaven is set to help you overcome opposition. If only you will give your life to Christ. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Him only is the hope of glory. You will always face opposition. But how you handle them determines how you will come out in life. Depression is not an option. When you face opposition, depression is not an option. Jesus is the only option. And suffering through the scripture, meditating in day and night, praying to God. If you are somebody that consistently faces opposition, you need to constantly look into the scripture. Excuse me. And looking unto God, the author and finisher of your faith. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Don't miss this series. Your life is set to take a new turn around. Your mentality is set to be changed concerning your life situation. Because God has sent me to deliver people from the confusion of opposition, from the from lack God has sent me and I'm in for a journey of a lifetime with Christ Jesus. There is no denying it. My life is a story and it's only done by Lord God of heaven. Thank you everyone for joining. We come and we put this to an end right now. We're going to be praying right now. Do you know anybody? that seems depressed, 
that doesn't seem to understand anything about their life, go and call them now to join this. At this point of prayer, because you will pray, you will pray, Father, every name, contrary to the covenant, of the name you have covenanted me on the day I was born. Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, I stand against them in authority. Another story my father mother told me and my father told me was on the day I was born, on my uh, when I was born, when they were having my naming, a fight broke out that day. And my dad told me that people brought out um, stuff and doing incantations against each other. You, will, you may never know where your problem emerged from until you sought the scriptures and begin to remember what your parents told you and pray a focused prayer against them. Pray a focused prayer against them. You're going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, every evil from the day of my birth that is running against me in opposition, Lord God of heaven, put an end to it today. Let us begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, every evil that was connected to me from the day of my birth on the day of my naming lord father lord i come against them in authority holy spirit king of glory deliver deliver me from them today lord in the mighty name of jesus i stand against every authority of the enemy against my life i wash myself by the blood of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed you are still going to be praying Every negative name that I've been known with, names like failure, imbecile, confused, Father, every confusion in my life, Father, throw your light into it. Change my name, Lord. You change the story of Jabez, Father, change my name. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every negative name like failure, imbecile, that I have been called, Father, you change the name of Jabez. Father, change my story today, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, help me overcome all these oppositions in my life, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Change my story. Change my name, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. You're going to pray this prayer point. Who is the person? Who is the person that has the power of this world that wants to use it against me, my destiny, and my person? Lord, ask the fire, Holy Ghost fire, arise, oh Lord, and let the enemies be scattered and begin to call Holy Ghost fire, consume them. In the mighty name of Jesus, who is the person of this world that has the Jesus, my candle, a liquor, the son, the real 
for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed everlasting father eternal rock of ages we want to thank you for showing yourself forth in the midst of us today lord god of heaven for taking charge of this day you are the lord of lords and so today i stand in gap and in authority as an oracle of god against every evil against the destiny of your people every oppositions we stand against them in authority arise oh god and let the enemies be scattered arise oh god and let the enemies be scattered let the enemies be scattered that wants the life of this ones to go in shambles let the enemies be scattered that wants the life of this ones to remain in stagnation let the enemies be scattered that wants the life of this one to remain in a Father Lord, we send the angels to take charge and go and fight against the enemies of your people in the mighty name of Jesus. All your evil powers of this world, we stand against you in authority. In the name of Jesus, you have no stand. You have no stand against the people's destiny. Your opposition, we keep you quiet. We change your name today. You that have been called parent, we call you the mother of many nations. Very soon, you will become the mother of many. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak fruitfulness into the life of your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus, fruitfulness career-wise, fruitfulness maritally, fruitfulness in business, Lord. We come against every opposition of disappointment. We come against every opposition, against every opposition of stopping your people's forward movement in the mighty name of jesus you will not walk in vain you will not run weary you will not beg you will not borrow in jesus mighty name we are afraid amen thank you everlasting father for we know we answer us when we pray and so we stand against every pastor eating prayers lord we ask prayer ascend to the throne of answer for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen glory to god hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah thank you for joining we didn't change the time on the flyer god administered to me to change the minutes we are going to be spending so we are going to be increasing it to 40 minutes to accommodate more information and a time of prayer for us to pray for ourselves. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend and remain blessed and highly favored. Initiation we need in life, praise God. And also when we're talking about calling, we also have been entrusted with gifts. So God calls us, he calls our name, he, he, he calls us into a relationship by his blood gives us access into himself we go in and out we don't need any mediator we don't need any other person to stand between us and god we already have the eternal mediator which is jesus christ our high priest and so he gives us an access to come in and out and then he also gives us gifts praise god he entrusts us we give let's go to ephesians chapter 7 and uh, we read a couple of verses there ephesians 7 and let us read. It says, but to each one of us, Ephesians chapter 4, excuse me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7 to infinity. Amen. <laughs> Till we pause. 
Ephesians 4, 7 to, it says, but to each one of us was given to each person here in this podium, in this forum, you have been given. It says, he has given us, he has given us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. Therefore, when he says, he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Praise God. He gave gifts to men. Now, go on to verse 11. Verse 11 says, now, he now gave some. He himself, who? Christ. Christ himself, not you yourself, not your pastor, not your daddy, not somebody else. He himself gave some. Look at the word carefully. Not everyone gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, that is to build up the body of Christ. Why? Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness. So you we can know that even in the world we need we live in now we know there's all kind of trickery of men with cunning craftiness. But the purpose of the gift is to equip the people so that they can fully grow to the full measure full stature of christ and also in romans 11 verse 29 it says for the gifts and the calling of god are irrevocable what that means is that your gifts and calling cannot be reversed or changed it is a final calling and that's the truth it is a final calling when god calls you he doesn't change his mind Amen. When God calls you, he does not change his mind about your calling. No, no, no. But now, there could be things that we allow or things we disallow that can alter the course of the calling. I hope you get that. There could be some things that we allow and some things that we do not allow. Maybe we do not obey in certain things or some things happen that could alter the course of the calling, praise God. Now, for instance, when God gives you for a purpose and you choose your own way, the calling becomes altered. When you choose your way, the calling becomes altered, praise God. So we've talked about calling, God calls us into salvation, God entrusts us with gifts. That's still about calling, then God, another thing about calling is, he summons his people to fulfill the task of initiating the world into the way of salvation. We say it's summons. So God summons you. In 1 Peter 2, 21, it says, for this you were called, for this, for this purpose, you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Praise God. Now. The gift God gives us when he called us is to fulfill his purpose, not our purpose. I hope you get it. Whatever gift you have is to fulfill the purpose.
purpose of God and not your own personal purpose. Now, you need to understand, we need to understand one thing is that you did not create yourself, right? You know that. You didn't create yourself. Praise the Lord. Because in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, I'm going to look at the New Living Translation. Let's, somebody open, let's open to Ephesians 2, 10. Praise God. I'm going somewhere this afternoon. Just be patient. The scripture says, for we, you and I, all the people watching, the ones on this forum, in this conference right now, we are God's masterpiece. Amen. We are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why? So that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. He planned for us long ago. In the KJ King, King James Version says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. That's which God had before ordained ordained now we're going to look at that word ordained before we go on it says god had ordained that which you're doing god had ordained your calling to be ordained means to be appointed and anointed let somebody write it up to be ordained means to be what appointed not just appointed and anointed glory to god so it is to receive a heavenly decree to do something. Hallelujah. So all the people that have spoken this day, for instance, they have been ordained and they have been appointed and anointed to do what they're doing. Praise God. So what it means is that you have received a heavenly decree to do something. Praise God. To do something. You have been ordered. It is a summoning from heaven. You've been ordered by what? By God. It is a holy order. This holy order has been placed upon you by God for you to walk in his purpose. Amen. And that purpose is a good walk in the eyes of God. It's a good walk in his eyes. It may not be a good walk to some people's eyes because they don't understand. Listen to me. They do not understand and they cannot understand. And please don't expect them to understand. Why? Because they did not create you, number one. They did not appoint you or anoint you. Amen. So they cannot understand. And you know, sometimes you yourself don't even understand. That's the truth. Sometimes. Praise God. You know, so he is the one, the calling, he appointed and anointed you. Amen. And so that purpose is good in the eyes of God. It's good in his eyes. And that is why there's danger in not fulfilling purpose. Because it is in your purpose you are protected. In your purpose you are protected. In your purpose you are provided for. In that purpose, there's provision, there's protection for you. Praise God. When you step outside of that purpose, the reason why God made you a masterpiece, and we're going to go there where he ordained you, is, you know, that reason is wasted. And so what is the use of uh, something when it is not being used in the thing it was made for? How can you just have something and you're not using it? And many people have things they don't use. They buy clothes, they don't use them, they just leave it and decorate it. Come on, just give it away. Praise the Lord. You know, and that is what happens when we don't use it. When we don't use it, somebody else is appointed. But God doesn't withdraw that call, He doesn't do it. 
He doesn't withdraw that gift, but he can appoint somebody else to do it. May we not be replaced in his program in the name of Jesus. That is very, very important. Very key. Praise God. And so God has appointed, for instance, me, by God's grace, by the, you know, like Paul would say, by the grace of God, God has appointed and anointed me to preach, to teach, and to bring healing to his people. And so when I look at scriptures, I find my purpose. In the Bible, I find my purpose in Isaiah 61, when he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me. I'm a saint one. Amen. Apostolos, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom, liberty to those who are in captivity and the opening of prison to those who are found. Praise God. And so that scripture, that Ephesians says, you are God's masterpiece. Amen. You are God's masterpiece. I want somebody to say, I am God's masterpiece. I am God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. You are God's masterpiece. And when we look at that word masterpiece, it is a work that is done with extraordinary skill. You don't just call anything masterpiece. For them to label something a masterpiece, that means it has been done with extraordinary skill. It is carefully woven by God. So you are carefully woven by God in all the delicate intricacies. Amen. That's why Psalm, Psalm 139 says, it says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Another word which I really like, which I also use, he says, you are wonderfully complex. Amen. You are a masterpiece. A masterpiece is wonderfully complex. And honestly, every woman is wonderfully complex. And you already know that. Praise God. Wonderfully complex. Some people joke that when you, it's easy to just know a man. But you know, they had this video, <laughs> some people trying to study a woman and the person had all kinds of books. You know, the books were unending and the person had not finished and keep burying themselves in the books. Why? Because you are wonderfully complex. Even the human body, the human anatomy is wonderfully complex. And all of the integrators, you know, several things that are there. So a masterpiece has several details about it that only the creator can explain and that's the truth only the creator of the masterpiece if you if you're an artist i mean i i paint but I, I don't think i've gotten that i didn't i didn't polish that skill to that level you know um i i, I love to paint as a as a young child i did a lot of things with my hand and um i was doing art and so in high school my dad was like I hope this child is not going to wake up and say she wants to become an artist. My vision is for her to be a lawyer, not an artist. So you know how African parents are, although I didn't read law, you know, but I, I, I had to stop, but I picked it up. It was inside of me and I use it in various places. Praise God. I use it in various places. Hallelujah. 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 I just got to check, you know, there's somebody here, I believe there's something in you that it was something that God, you actually think you found your calling right now, but you are about to find it. That's a word for that. You are about to find it because that thing has been like a seed, a plant that has been dormant in you and the spirit of God will give life to it. All of a sudden it's going to be like an eureka moment and you discover it. You will find it. You will find that thing has been buried there. It's not a new thing. It might seem new, 
to people or new even to you but as you go forth you realize that it is not new it is something that's in there that god is giving life to amen hallelujah praise the lord so we said a masterpiece it's only the creator of a masterpiece that can understand what it made let's give an instance you have your children they draw they draw we call it scribble scrabble right the scribble says scribble scrabble and then you call little tom or little johnny and he said um what is the meaning of this picture you know with excitement and he say oh because to you all you see you just see sticks you see sticks and little johnny or or or, or you know comes and says this stick here is mommy this stick here is daddy that other one is my baby sister and then that is the dog playing and that is me on the swing and then begin you know look into details you were like wow actually it kind of makes sense praise god but you're looking at that picture to you it's scribble scrabble but the person that created and you might think it's not a masterpiece but to the eye of that child because it's a creator that is a masterpiece you might look to others as if you are scribble scrabble you know what they call chicken writing they call it in my play because they chicken writing maybe you look like that to people even to yourself you may not make sense to yourself but to your creator he's going to explain every stick and every scribble scrabble that you are a masterpiece he's going to let you know that listen this is not scribble scrabble the world might call you scribble scrabble the people out there might think it's scribble scrabble but you are a masterpiece praise the lord you are a masterpiece and a masterpiece tells a story a masterpiece tells a story praise the lord so your life tells a story your life tells a story and in that story there have been conditions that have attempted to stop you from thriving but you are thriving anyway praise god you are thriving anyway hallelujah 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 now let's go back to the word thriving because we first talked about looked at calling now one of the definitions of thriving means vigorously advancing praise god vigorously advancing you know so vigorously advance is to apply some force it's to apply some force for instance one of the um for the yard i i we have a very huge yard so so there's one of the things the feeding things it's called vigoro and so it applies some force to the plants to make it become what it should be that is the grass it applies some force to the grass to make it green vigoro vigorously praise the lord so to vigorously advance is to apply some force to apply some force now let's go back to that ezekiel which was our main scripture ezekiel chapter um chapter 16 praise the lord i hope somebody is being blessed right now hallelujah because god is doing a new thing just stay connected stay connected the holy spirit is in the word and the spirit of god is going around effortlessly doing what he should do now let's go back to that scripture ezekiel chapter 16 verse 7. verse 7 of it says it says that it says i made you thrive 
I made you thrive. Underline that in your Bible. This scripture refers to Israel's multiplication even while they were in Egypt. You know, while Israel was in Egypt, in bondage to Pharaoh, they were chosen because of a covenant, right? And there was a covenant between God and Abraham. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, God told Abraham, he says, no, certainly. No, I'm telling you that you need to know this very fact, that your state, your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs. And they will serve them. In that land, they'll become slaves. And then in that land, they'll be afflicted for 400 years. And then later, the nation whom they serve, I will now go back and judge. And afterward, they will come out with great possessions. I don't know what it is, the treasure that's been applied to your life. I want you to know something. The master creator understands that pressure. But when you come out, you're going to come out with great possessions in the name of Jesus. In the hardest condition, Israel thrived. If you look at that from that Ezekiel 16, it thrived. And in that region, the plants that thrive are the hardy plants. There's something we call hardy plants. And these plants only grow in the desert. And sometimes the hardy plants, they grow in adverse, extreme, adverse conditions. Extreme. They survive extreme heat and extreme freezing temperatures. And now... There are various categories of this, and we can find them a lot in the Arabian desert. The Arabian desert is between Asia, Africa, and the Middle East. And so we have a couple of trees there that, you know, that are very hardy trees. We have what we call the juniper tree. Now, if you go to the scriptures in Psalm 120 verse 4, and also in the story of Elijah, the juniper tree is also called the broom tree. One thing about the juniper tree, the juniper tree, they only grow in very hardy conditions in those areas. The juniper tree has the ability to cleanse and purify the system. The juniper tree, it grows. I hope you're connecting with these words. Please pay very particular attention because even as these words are coming forth, God is speaking to you. He'll be speaking to you, your place, your condition, where exactly you are. The juniper tree possesses the ability to cleanse and purify the system. It also has several purposes, including making broom, praise God. And so it, it has sharp thorns, it has very sharp thorns. And this juniper tree is also used for spices and for combustion. So it, it, when we say combustion, for fuel, praise God. It is mixed, so it has, it, 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 it grows in this adverse condition so we have the juniper tree we have the date palm you know the date palm which is a part of a palm tree is a symbol of honesty and righteousness and also fertility the date fruits i don't know if any of you have eaten the date and i know some of you are very juicy very very sweet this is very sweet and the palm from which it comes from is a symbol of victory triumph peace, and eternal life. Praise the Lord. And that's why the scripture says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. And so you see that these trees, they only grow in very, very, very hardy, adverse condition. But they don't just grow, they thrive. They bring forth things. 
they bring forth things that have the ability to ignite praise the lord you know your story just like the juniper tree has the ability to ignite others to bring life to others when they hear your testimony you know your testimony creates another testimony it is combusting praise god it creates an outburst as you're sharing your life journey life is being produced in somebody else and you may not even know it because you are thriving and you've been vigorously thriving praise the lord no so we said the palm tree the date palm is very sweet how come something very very sweet can come from very adverse conditions how come something very juicy how come something very nourishing can come from a situation like that because because the one that wrote your story, the one that is the masterpiece, that made you a masterpiece, understands, allows that condition. Because out of what looks like a scribble scrabble, a condition of bitterness, a condition that looks unpleasant to the eyes and to the ears sweetness will flow from me and i speak over you that from whatever it is that has vigorously vigorously shaking your story shaking your faith shaking your purpose wonder to say god why i speak by the word of god and i speak by the anointing and the anointed one this afternoon that sweetness hallelujah juicy juicy plum this sweetness will proceed from it in the mighty name of jesus and this sweetness is not the one that will cause you diabetes but it's a kind of sweetness that nourishes every part of the body amen will bring nourishment praise the lord and if you look at the palm tree nothing is wasted nothing is what wasted nothing i remember a couple of years ago because some of the ways that i have learned to grow in my work with my father is to ask questions and we dialogue so we were talking i was dialoguing and i heard i heard the voice of my father say i was just sitting on the bed i wasn't praying i wasn't fasting i just sat down and i was just processing and i heard him say how many areas of your life have not been affected? So I sat down, I looked, then I began to write down every part. I said, you know what? Every part. He said, and I'm not going to waste any of it. I'm not going to waste any of it. I'm going to use every part of it. Beloved. Whatever your story is, don't be ashamed. That is your reason. Hello, your story may stink to people, but don't let them put their shame on you. Praise God, because none of it will be wasted. Everything will be used. The Bible says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Yes, like the cedar of Lebanon. Hallelujah. Every part of the date palm produces. Every part of the palm tree has usefulness. I declare over you, every part of your life will be useful to you, will be useful to your generation, will be useful to nations of the earth, will be useful to your family, will be useful to the kingdom of God, will be useful everywhere you find yourself. You will be useful. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. It is so much useful anywhere you go. You can't hide. You know, there's some people that cannot hide. There's some people. There's no way they go. They can't hide. They have something to add. Always something. Why? Because they have thrived. Thrived vigorously. Hallelujah. In the desert. Thrived. And so as a result of that, anywhere they go, they experience. That's what we call experience. And it nourishes. Unfortunately, in the church, in the body of Christ, because of the fame that comes, we only want to show the good side. We only want to tell the nice story. We only want to tell the story of success. We only want to tell the story of victory. We only want to tell the nice juicy part. But we don't show people what happened behind the scene. But you know what? The raw material that is useful is what is behind the scene. What is behind the scene is the key thing that is important for thriving. What is behind the scene? Amen. That is the real you. That is the process. Praise God. You see, it's so it's so it's only wise people that put, if you go to their board, you know, they, they you, you see that people like to put on their board or like to, like oh people that have well known all over the world. And unfortunately, most people that have received that fame don't like to share their journey. They don't like to take people back. They only allow the people to see the beautiful roses, but they don't let people see the stinking part. But the stinking part is what fertilizes the roses. Without the stinking part, there can be no rose. Praise God. And so the date palm is useful. Now we have another tree, the acacia tree. The acacia tree is covered in spike. I'm just using three examples of this tree according to that scripture, Ezekiel 16, that thrives when God makes you thrive. The acacia tree, you know, is covered in spikes and thorns. And why? To protect animals and to, to, to stop, to protect the tree and to be an inhibition for animals from eating the plants. So it provides shelter. Now, so when you see the acacia tree, acacia tree provides shelter for ants. So ants come to that acacia tree. It is the only thing that it allows. And so the ants live in the thorns. So when you go to an acacia tree and you want to touch the thorns, there are ants there. And what the ants will do is if there's any predator, the ants stings the predator. They come out with an army and stings the predator to death. And so what it does is now this tree, it protects it from predators because animals can just go and want to eat it and destroy it. Amen. And so what happens is that the tree is very, very useful. In the acacia tree, there's something called used for medicine. It is used for baking. It is used for woodwork. You know, it, it has pain relief ointment come from the acacia tree. It relieves inflammation. It relieves irritation. It helps even with oral health. Amen. It's a good source of fiber. It reduces body fat. Hallelujah. And even suits cough and sore throat. And this acacia tree also resists, restricts blood loss. Very useful plant. And if you go to the scripture, the acacia tree was the main predominant tree that was used in the construction of the tabernacle, in the construction of the Ark of Covenant, the altar, and the pillars of cotton, if you go to the book of Exodus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you see, this acacia tree is so useful, but it had to go through some things to thrive. It is so useful. Praise the Lord. One thing is this. Out of your pain will bring healing to others. Your purpose of thriving, you're thriving today. 
if some of you sitting down here can count, recount your experiences. If you want to sit down, we will continue to eternity. But you know one thing is that out of that good healing flow, just like the acacia tree, healing will flow. And it's not just healing. You can see the tree was used for the tabernacle. In the process, you're also a priest. You are an intercessor. You stand in the gap. You have seen what others, you see that you can tell that, you know what? What is going to happen? I can foresee what's going to happen. I'm going to stand in the gap. Praise the Lord. Don't allow the process you've gone through to make your heart callous. What the devil wants to do is to make you harden. But the purpose of God for allowing it, because you are his masterpiece and he has fashioned you to thrive because just like the acacia tree, he wants you to bring healing. He wants you to be, to be used as a living sacrifice, a tabernacle of his glory, glory to God. That as a tabernacle of his glory, everywhere you go, you radiate glory. Praise the Lord. If I share my story for you, if I share the journey of my life, you will know that everything I'm teaching, it is not just the, the, the it is not a letter. Praise God. God allows me to put my life, my being, my purpose into what I am sharing to you for you to know the journey. For you to understand. Praise God. Hallelujah. For you to understand. Unfortunately, people don't want to see that. Hallelujah. People don't want to know that. People don't want to hear it. They tell you, don't let people know. Praise the Lord. They tell you, don't just keep that part of your life private. Because you know, if you keep that part of your life private. Now, I'm not trying to say everything, but there's some cogent part of your life that God allowed because he wants to encourage. Because he wants to encourage. I remember some years ago, I was preaching in England. And it's not part of my note, but I believe, you know, I was preaching in England by the grace of God. Then, usually, I don't ask the Lord, how do you want me to start? Usually, before I minister, I ask the Lord, what do you want me to teach about? What do you want me to speak about? Because I believe that when he gives me the word, I have the liberty. Even if it's only one person that's listening, I know that I've delivered because he gave me the word. So I'm in obedience to his will. Are you getting that? So after preparing, I say, God, how do you want me to start? He says, start with a testimony. Praise God. Somebody said the bottom part of the pot is the sweetest. Amen. You know, he said, start with the testimony. I said, which one? And you know, one thing is that I want you to learn to ask God questions, ask him questions, you know, because it is in asking questions. Sometimes the Holy Spirit prompts questions so that he, can, he wants to speak to you to give you some answers. The Holy Spirit does that. That is how he works with him. And then, and then he said, he, he said, I said, there are too many, but he gave me a specific one. I said, God, that's not a cool testimony. He said, that's what I, I want you to start with that. So I, I go to the church, beautiful church, beautiful people, gracious people, music on, you know, on top, fun, lovely music, worship time, everything. So when they called me to the podium, I was like, God, I don't think I want to start with that testimony because this service is so beautiful. Don't let's spoil the show. Don't let's spoil this service with me sharing the testimony. But I did not know. But I, I you know, I knew that I had to obey him who sent me. I said, but anyway, let me share. You know, initially I was like, I told the pastor, I said, I apologize, I need to share something. I felt the Lord wanted me to share it before going into the word. And I shared the testimony. And then I got a release to preach. And what was the testimony? When I got into the service that day, I sat and I looked back, I saw a woman. We just had a connection. I didn't know her. She looked like somebody I'd seen before. 
But I looked at it like she's from Caribbeans, between Caribbeans and South America, South America and all that. I'm like, I don't know this person. There's no way. But she looks so familiar. So in order not to get distracted, I focused. I didn't know that was the Holy Spirit was highlighting her to me. So I went and I shared the testimony. I shared the testimony. And what was the testimony? Um, after my mother passed away, now two times I've attempted suicide in my life. The first time I was, uh, I think 12 or 13, a lot of stress was going on at home and I just tired of everything. You know, I came from a very, very wealthy family, but there was some stresses going on. My dad, you know, is broken nature at that time, but that's not it. So I took one of those times I took my mom. My mom wasn't home. I took her iron pills. I was just tired. But thank God my grandmother found me and she did some remedy. I threw up everything before I was taken to the hospital. Now this time when my mother passed away, I was frustrated. I was tired because I had three younger ones. My daddy wasn't available emotionally and physically, you know? And so he would come to the house because he moved out the night my mother died. And um, so he, he had his hotel. They had a hotel business in the seventies and some other things God blessed them with. So he, he decided to move into one of the suites in his hotel and then had another property. And so I had teenagers. I didn't know what to do with them. These are teenagers that were spoiled. They had drivers doing everything. They had cook, they had chauffeur, they had their housemate, you know, and Dick's ones couldn't even wash their plates. But God had prepared me beforehand because at 17, I told my dad, I said, I don't want to wash, I don't want anybody to wash my clothes anymore. I want to start washing my clothes because I got embarrassed in the situation. I, I tried to wash, I couldn't wash it. My hands peeled. I said, I'm not taking my clothes to the washerman anymore. I'm washing my clothes. But I'd always loved to cook as a child. So I began to wean myself, not knowing God was preparing me for things to come. I said, I don't want the driver to take me out anymore. I want to take a bus and taxi. And they're looking at me like, I don't want to take driver. Don't take me. I want to take the taxi. God knew ahead because he had to prepare me. So I had this old teenagers, you know, to the glory of God, they're beautiful people today. And the youngest, she cooked so well today, you know, at that time she could not even wash a plate. And I was tired. I sat down, I said, God, I'm just tired. I said, I don't even know why this woman died and left her responsibility for me. That was why I was just talking to God. I said, but you know, I've been serving you all my life. I've been serving you, you, you found me early. You started speaking to me at the age of five. I started reading your word. You started revealing yourself to me. So what is this? I'm tired. I've been serving. I spent, I started talking to God. I spent weekends in your church. I mean, I'm in the house of God doing this, this. I'm not even a pastor. At that time, I'm just here. My friends think I'm crazy. You're always going to church. We come to your house on Saturday. Your mom says you're in church. Are you trying to be a pastor? What's your problem? I didn't have a problem. I just didn't know God was preparing me for an assignment. So I told God I was tired. I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to end it. So I planned to go to church that Sunday, and I said, um, this Sunday I'm going to go to church just to say goodbye, and then when I come home, I'll finish the work. So the Lord said, you need to share that testimony. I mean, that's not a cool testimony. But when I got to church, a word came and changed the things. I shared that testimony, I felt the release, and I kept on preaching. But why sharing a testimony? I noticed two people ran out, two people screamed and ran out. So. And uh, you know the Caribbeans, because the church was 98% non-African, they don't show, the British don't show emotions that well. So I was a little bit nervous that, did I do something wrong? 
Then after the service, they took me to the office. And then they brought the lady that I said I was staying at when I came in that I thought I knew. She was the assistant pastor's wife. And her plan was to come to church that morning to say goodbye. She had mapped out a suicide. She had written everything out. And she only came to say bye. That service was, a, according to her plan, a final, final journey. And the word God said, you need to share the testimony. It took me from Texas to United Kingdom just for one soul. And as that word came, they said, can you pray for her? The Holy Spirit broke that yoke from that woman. And the depression that had been out for years fell off. All of a sudden, she remained in the sanctuary after and was dancing and praising the Lord. I returned to that church the following year. She was radiating the glory of God beautiful and i still asked some time how is she she said she's thriving and blossoming now what if i had disobeyed god and not shared the bottom pot with somebody do you know the life the blood could have been on my hand when you fail to share because your story does not look cool. Maybe you were raped or molested. Maybe you, you, you were drugged. You were jumped on something. Maybe your marriage has failed. Maybe your children right now, maybe they seem like they're acting crazy. And then when the time comes, they, you know, God says, share the story. And you say, it is difficult. Do you know that you have failed in part of your purpose, in part of your calling? Because... You are like that acacia tree, that thing that has stones around is supposed to bring medicine. It's supposed to bring healing. It's supposed to bring transformation. It's supposed to be used also as a tabernacle, an ark of covenant, praise the Lord, an altar of praise for God, an intercessor for his glory. Praise the Lord. Now, which brings me to a couple of things as I'll be rounding up. When we have to thrive, if you see the conditions for those trees, those trees we mentioned, number one, those trees had total reliance on the source. Now, you and I have to have total reliance on God and his word. For you to thrive in your calling, you must have total, complete reliance. Amen. Now, as a Christian, and I'm sorry to say this, I'm going to mess up your theology somewhere now because we always say, one word, and I understand the meaning of the word, and I know that you don't mean what the world thinks, but the world, when the world tells you, you are more than, you are enough. When they say, you know, you are enough by yourself, you know, what they mean is that the world means you, you can be by yourself. So, I mean, to me, it sounds somehow, especially biblically and theological. Praise the Lord. As Christians, you are not enough by yourself. Hello? You are not what? Enough by yourself. And I'm going to share that with you from the scripture. You're not enough by yourself. Paul says, let's go to John chapter 15, verse 1 to 7. And before then, Paul also says, I can do all things through Christ that stretches me. In John 15, let's open to that quickly. Praise the Lord. John 15, verse 1 to 7. I'm going to read, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
and every branch that bears fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit you are already clean because of the word which has spoken to you verse 4 abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine and you are the branches he who abides in me and i in me bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done to you for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples praise the lord paul says in him i live and move and have my being so that means i exist because of him i'm not enough for myself i thrive because of him god and i are more than enough he's the way maker and a miracle worker through this god i can take on a truth that means what is the truth that comes through god i can take it on through him i can live through a wall amen what that means is that nothing is impossible to me because christ is inside of me the hope of glory hallelujah and so what that means is that me god we are more than enough hallelujah you god we are more than enough because when god the bible says if god be for us who can be against us hallelujah if god be for us who is the one that can be against us nothing so when you're on the lord's side nothing can be against you. then the natural condition for you to thrive in your calling is like those trees they suck nutrients from the rock they suck those hardy trees please bear with me the noise around here i have young adults going about their business praise the lord you know they they they, 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 they suck nutrients from the rock and now nearly all rocks have minerals minerals the vital minerals that we need come from the rock we have calcium we have sodium we have potassium we have magnesium they come from the rock and they provide necessary trace elements for functioning praise the lord before we pause i just want to pause um this person i don't know you adiola Cotton. i don't know if that's the person i perceive the lord is removing shame from you in the name of jesus whatever cloak of shame hallelujah that um the, the enemy put upon you the lord jesus christ is removing it from you is removing that garment of shame right now in the name of jesus by the anointing of the holy spirit i speak to you right now this lady i don't know you you know that shame is removed by the power in the name of jesus christ i don't know if you're still online but i'm seeing you know i just see your your, your images your name is just popping out to me and there's been something that you know a, a, that the devil has put on you kind of like a shameful situation but the lord is saying he is removing that garment that shameful faith is turning it around that shame sometimes come to your nostril 
like uh, something that stinks. Even to other people around it, it comes to them as something that stinks. But the Lord is saying that if you let him remove that garment of shame, instead of a stench coming forth, that shame, he will turn to a fragrance, a sweet-smelling fragrance that will make you sought after, even in whatever you do, that people would always want you, but you've been hiding that part of your life. But the Lord is saying, no, no more hiding, no more hiding for you in the name of Jesus Christ. No more hiding for you. No more hiding for you. In the name of Jesus, if you don't mind, if you're there, can you please show your face? No more hiding for you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So you suck nutrients from the rock. And this rock provides everything you need. Everything you need comes from the rock. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says, it says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the spirit, oh Lord, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next, the last point, you know, is, I'm going to stop right there. I feel that the whole, the last point I had is, to be authentic, but I'm going to pause there because I feel the Lord wants, uh, you know, through this vessel to minister, minister to you and minister to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to that lady um, that, you know, just, just check out your hands before the Lord. Glory to God. Just check out your hand. And if you're, if you're here, just in your prayer language of the Holy Spirit, I want you to begin to pray. My Lord and my God, every cloak of shame that has been put on this person by the reason of certain things, experiences, Lord, that comes even to her nostrils when she remembers, it's like a stench. When some people that are aware of the story, it sounds like a stench. Lord, today you remove that garment of shame and you replace it with your fragrance in the name of Jesus Christ. I clear in the mighty name of jesus let the chains begin to break off your mind right now in the name of jesus lose that right now by the power in the name of jesus but i pray that wherever she is right now let the wind of the holy spirit Blow upon her right now. Blow upon her right now. And begin to uproot. And begin to uproot everything that is not of you. And begin to break every shackles. Begin to break the chains. The chains of limitation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let them be broken right now. By the power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I perceive the Lord saying, I am glorifying you. 
I am glorifying you. There is glory in that story. And I am glorifying you. Instead of shame, I have put a crown of honor, a crown of glory upon you, upon your head right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, that anywhere, anywhere there's been rejection, man, the rebel, so talent, is saying favor, favor comes to you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Father, let your daughter continue to bask in your glory right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Adiola, there's some inner struggles. There's a, you know, Adiola, there's an inner struggle. Maybe there's another Adiola. There's two, another Adiola, there's some inner struggle. So maybe it's the two Adiolas. But there's an inner struggle. That inner struggle. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord. Father, we ask that you put strength. Give strength into this inner struggle. For this individual, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give strength, give strength, give strength. Give strength, hallelujah, hallelujah, to this inner struggle. Give strength, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Even you still there, Yes, yes, this message is also for you. You have struggles, inner struggles, inner struggles. And what happens with inner struggles is sometimes you second guess yourself. You second guess yourself becomes like, you know, you have a crisis sometimes in your identity. The Lord is saying that he's giving you strength in your inner man. In the name of Jesus, receive strength in your inner man this day. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, receive strength. Strength in your inner man by the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I don't know if Antonia is still on the line. If you're still here, you have tried so much to prove yourself. But the Lord is saying right now that I receive the liberty to soar. Hallelujah. I see you receiving strength like the wings. You know, the wings being strengthened and I see you soaring hallelujah soaring like the eagle this day the Lord has renewed and changed your strength he's changed it to the strength of an eagle hallelujah he says the Lord is saying to you you no longer have to prove yourself he says you no longer you no longer have to prove yourself
yourself. You see the wing and the Lord is strengthening your wing. In the past, you've been trying to flap, but right now you're just gliding. Hallelujah. The season for you to glide is now. The Lord has brought you into that season. Hallelujah. To glide. Manda rabo soteri. Librosh kahaneri. That those stones like the eagle is pushing you. You don't need to push yourself anymore. There's a force. And the force is the glory and the power of God. And that force is pushing you, pushing you into your destination. Hallelujah. The word is saying you have just started. It is just beginning. Hallelujah. You are stepping, stepping, stepping into that new season. I want you to stand up and take a step and begin to step. Begin Amen. to you're stepping into that season hallelujah you are stepping and moving and stepping hallelujah no more limitation no more restriction in the name of jesus christ of nazareth Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You know, there's somebody specific. He so you're the mask. He says, remove the mask. And he says, because you are so unique. There's something unique about you. But that uniqueness, the devil has used it to lie to you for too long. But the Lord is saying, remove that mask. And that mask, as you remove the mask, there's a boldness that comes with it. And it is that boldness that will attract, even help us to your purpose, to your call, to your assignment, because in that boldness, you are authentic. Mm. You are authentic in that boldness. And you begin to walk in that authenticity. It's like, listen, I remove the mask. I'm walking as an authentic individual before my maker right now. And I can no longer be defined by what they've said. But now I'm walking in that authentic purpose and grace. You have to begin to walk in it before the new skin comes. Until you take that step, that new skin will not come. But the moment you begin to take the step, the Lord will put a new skin. And that new skin comes with a new you internally and outwardly. And then you begin to see a new person. A kind of beauty that cannot be described comes on you that, you know, that beauty is, un uni is unique and is unusual. It's unique and it's unusual. It may have to do with your weight. I don't know what it is, but it is going to be unique and it's unusual. And you know, it will set you apart. Yes. Hallelujah. It will set you apart for that which God has called you to do. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And for that person, the Lord is saying, you have a ministry to young girls. You have a ministry to young girls that you begin to minister to them and you begin to walk in your boldness and you begin to minister to them 
And through that ministry, you know, that ministry will bring joy to the heart of your creator. He brings smiles to his face. And I see the Lord smiling as you begin to take that step. I see him smiling, you know, in admiration. The kind of smile the Lord will give you that I've seen do is a kind of smile that comes with an admiration. Like, I admire this daughter. I admire this child of mine. It's a smile of admiration that the Father has for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you have a gift and it's, it's dead and dormant. We're going to ask that the life of God, like Lord, the Ruach Adonai, Karimo Sotalien, the Ruach Adonai, will come and breathe upon it will breathe upon it, Lord Jesus. And so I want us to stretch forth our hand before the Lord this afternoon as just in faith before our maker. And say, Lord, breathe upon me, breathe upon that which you have called me to do. Maybe he's dead, but you that raised the dead after four days, the spirit of God moves upon this deadness and life begins to come forth. Father, we thank you. I see a bud. I see a bud. It is very tiny. You know what? It seems that thing that was left for dead, life is coming from that bud. It's kind of like a bulb, a plant that I'm just seeing the picture. And that plant, there is a sprout all of a sudden. It's like something is shooting forth from the plant, you know, and life is coming. From that dead situation, from that dead assignment, I don't know if it's a dead business. I don't know if it's a dead relationship, but the Lord is creating a new life. And he's creating a new life. And the life is being watered by the Lord. And so, Lord, I call forth for your children this day, their callings, their assignment. Maybe there are some that are yet to connect with that call and assignment. Precious Jesus, I pray that, Lord, you will begin to speak to their soul. As the word kaleo means to call forth. As a child can hear, even in the crowd, the voice of the mother. Lord, I pray that these ones will hear your voice and begin to gravitate towards your voice. And as they gravitate to your voice, they begin to walk in your purpose. I decree this day that any calling that has been buried, we speak this day that the spirit of God will move and begin to bring them back to life. In the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God bring back to life every dead cell. In the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God bring back to life every dead businesses. In the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God bring back to life every dead assignment. In the mighty name of Jesus, there's somebody here, you have a healing ministry. I don't know you, but you have a healing ministry. You've been told and you know. Please, I want to confirm if you're here. You've been told and you know. But it's as if there is a resistance. The Spirit of God is bringing it back to life. It's quickening it in the name of Jesus. It is a healing ministry in a unique way. Hallelujah. 
to bring healing. You know, the healing comes. Hallelujah. It brings healing, brings healing to souls and brings healing to body. And Lord, I pray for this person in the name of Jesus Christ, that the spirit of the living God will begin to rekindle and quicken this ministry by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we say thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, Father. And Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you will turn around that bankruptcy. You will turn it around, oh God. That bankruptcy situation, you will turn it around in the name of Jesus Christ. Let there be a miraculous event take place in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that, Lord God, many of the children will come back to testify for that which you've done in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, Father, we thank you. And let's just begin to bless the Lord for what he's done. Even this day, Lord, we give you praise, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for visiting us and moving upon us this day. We honor you, O God. We bless your name, O God. For everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, the one that you audibly called out and the one that you're calling out even that even in their soul that they can hear the ones that can hear your voice clearly in their spirit even without being physically visibly called out i pray for them the lord god almighty they continue to bask in this revelation and continue to flow in this grace and continue to flourish and thrive father in that which you call them to do because you're giving them the field and in that field, they will thrive, they will stand out, they will be exceptional, and they will become like an enigma, a wonder, a mystery to others that the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit may be glorified. Father, we say thank you. And we seal all this in the blood of Jesus. Jesus. We thank you, Father, and we bless you, God. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. much for the honor of ministering to you all thank you for giving me that privilege and that honor the one that was sent to you at this time appreciate you thank you god bless you amen hallelujah 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 wow what a great time of prayer. What a great session. What a great session. Wherever you are, I really just wanted to lift Dr. Tokwe up and just declare blessings upon her this afternoon. Just declare 
blessings, declare blessings upon her. Yes, she has delivered that message, that which God asked for each and every one of us. They just declare the blessings of God upon her. Two days ago was her birthday.
And that is exactly what happened. At the moment when the message started, I went to give my children food. And something's a wrong back now. There's a message for you that the woman of God is delivered. And as soon as I came into the room, and he said, that's your message. That's your message. And my started came to the pastor. Victoria called me and said, it's you. It's, I got the text message. said, yes, I'm receiving. And my whole body received the entire presence of God. And thank you, ma. Everything you said is true. Everything you said is true. That's all I can say, that a confirmation. And then the, the, the moment I've been waiting for, the moment I've been waiting for that God, my saint person, the person that you have sent to deliver a message of go ahead, send the person to me, Ma. You are the person. And God will continue to bless you and increase the oil of anointing upon your head. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Wow. Awesome. You know, we prayed uh, for this event. Uh, I fasted for this event, and we have team leaders that we pray together for this event because we don't want it to just be like an ordinary event as we are being filled with the word of God. We want God also to do that which he wants to do. And I know this is ordained by God. And thank you so much, Pastor Tokwe. I'm going to call on Pastor.